For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Our chat system connects the Newcastle community with its public forums for supporters globally, as well as private chats with your mates. Download the free Toonami app now from the App Store and Google Play. Radio episode 149. I'm your host, Greg Troxell. You can follow me on Twitter at NUFC underscore Greg. We have our weekly episode for you. It's, it's going to be a good one. A lot of fun topics to talk about. And Newcastle has been in the news. One, like throughout the season, really, it's one for their great performance against West Ham and then their not so great performance in their next match and then the controversial hand bar ball in this last one. And also, they're going a little bit of a cup run against inferior competition and scoring a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot to talk about. Uh, but good thing I don't have to do it all alone because I would be, just be too overwhelming. But instead, this podcast grants you and blesses you with the best damn co-host in the land. Elijah Newsom, how are you this fine week? Yeah, I mean, I'm great. Uh, feeling feeling blessed. Hashtag blessed. Uh, shout out Bruno Mars. Um yeah, excited for another weekly episode where we can kind of just sit back and look at uh, at the week. Oh, and Elijah, Greg. Elijah, Elijah, I actually have what? to leave. I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> that's a that's a nice that, – that, it's not a callback. It's a nice little reference to the EFL Cup match today, which, which I'm sure if you're listening to this, you might, you might have already heard about Eric Dyer's uh, – sudden disappearance uh, from the match uh, down one nil and decides this is the right time to go to the bathroom. And honestly, when you got to go, you got to go. Uh, and I don't think anyone's disputing that fact. Um, I mean, they ended up winning. If they lose that match, he's Jose Mourinho's much, much madder than he was. And he was pretty mad in the press conference. Good week for Jose Mourinho press conferences, honestly. Yeah. What was he saying in the press conference? I didn't catch that. He basically was like what Eric Dyer, what, what Dyer did was unacceptable or something like that. Like, and he was like, yeah, he had to go. Like you, when you have to go, you have to go like stuff like that. So just interesting weeks for week for, for Jose. But um, if you want to talk a little potty, potty humor, uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Elijah underscore Newsome. Um, and then follow the main account at coming on NFC because we frequently tweet the, uh, the pooping gifs, like stuff like that, every, pretty much anytime Newcastle plays. So you got potty humor there. And then the CH and underscore podcast account, um, someone always mentions uh, the word shit in our three words. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So true. It's so true. Uh, but yeah, yeah definitely true. follow all those with the international break looming. We're going to give you a lot more content podcast wise on that. Um, and you will be seeing those episodes appear during the international breaks, but usually our weekly episode, unless there's news, um, we usually, oh no, do we, we, yeah, we do, we still do our weekly, right? Yeah. No? Yeah, we have. Yeah. 
yeah we do weekly episode we like and, and if you've been a long time listener, you, you know that we about? plan things while we're recording not before or after so yeah so we'll still give you our weekly That's show true, but I'm, I'm very confused as to even what the what i was just confused as to what the confusion was don't worry about it anyway okay well i'm just gonna assume this. you got it you figured it out Oh, Wait, we, real quick. I think by the time we record this, this uh, the next weekly episode, the window is going to be closed. Yeah, but it, isn't there the an extra window. month for England only? I, I don't know. I think yeah. so. But I mean, I don't think, I don't anticipate, I mean, I could see us pulling in some more loan signings, but that's of relevance for any international signings we're still linked to. Um, yeah. There's a couple names that are still floating around there. None worth mentioning on the BS meter this week. Um, so take that. So as you may. <laughs> it, yeah. So just, I just looked it up. The summer transfer window is open from the 27th of July to the 5th of October. And then a domestic only window. Um, it can only be between premier league and EFL teams will run from October 5th to October 16th. <laughs> there we go. There it is. All right, let's get into this bad boy. First thing to talk about is Matt Ritchie. Mm. Old Matty boy is in the news, and it's not for the most fun reasons. He's hurt. He has a boo-boo, uh, and it, it's going to look like tough. So uh, Steve Bruce confirmed on Tuesday that Matt Ritchie has to undergo surgery to prepare some shoulder damage uh, from the match against Spurs. It's similar to the one suffered by Fabian Cher, uh, which also happened against Spurs. And uh, interesting, yeah, hmm. fun fun fact. And Fabian Chair, he um, he's been training recently, but he's obviously not ready to make a return. So they're they're thinking at least at least two months for Matt Ritchie. Uh, how do you think that would affect Newcastle United selection going forward, Elijah? I, I think that now you do have to think about uh, a left back option of some sort um, because it, it really does seem like Steve Bruce was, I wouldn't say he, I, I, I don't know how to phrase this well, but I guess like he saw Matt Ritchie legitimately as a backup left back and a backup winger uh, kind of killing two birds with one stone. And I, you could argue Newcastle have um, you, you're, you were arguably four deep uh, winger position right now at the winger position right now. I mean, I wouldn't start Jacob Murphy um, in a Premier League match, but he's he's a good guy to to run to give him a run at the end of a match. It, I think this kind of cements he's probably not going to get loaned out this season. Um, but that left back spot's going to be an issue because Newcastle will run into a, a, a really big issue if you can't if if Javi Mankio goes down for any reason, um, you're kind of screwed uh, because. Emil Kraft, I don't think has. I think he's played maybe left back once. Was really bad at it. And DeAndre Yedlin's a, a, a less than ideal candidate at the left back spot. Um, so DeAndre Yedlin also the second highest rated American on FIFA. Yeah, uh, I mean we could talk about Newcastle FIFA ratings, but maybe we'll save that for next week because that'll yeah. be like a few days before the the game comes out. But but yeah, uh, I'm a little. I'm very confused by that as well um but again we don't really have to talk about that uh yeah it was very odd um but but yeah it's uh i think that's the big thing to to take away from here is that i think 
we're going to be in the market for a left back now um, because we've seen what happens when you don't have a backup left back. Um, and it is, it's not great. Not great, it's Bob, at all. Definitely less than ideal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, that, I think that's a great point. You got to target somebody now. We, we have, we still have time to target somebody and get that over the line. Um, even if it's somebody that eventually will back up Matt Ritchie, I would not be opposed to finding another, like, I mean, you have to pay for it, but another player with, with promise, uh, even if it's a loan to buy, I would be very pleased with that. That would even make it a more enjoyable window than it already has been. So something, uh, I, I know Newcastle, the, the executives in the club, they all listen to this podcast. So that's just me to you. I'm sure actually listeners, if you could just turn off real quick, uh, just stop listening. Um, yeah. Lee just, find a just a really promising good left back to sign mm-hmm. loan to buy and then try to haggle the price on that buy portion okay uh and then do it do the deal mm. okay listeners can come back now yeah um i mean i don't uh, know how I'll, they know because they're they, it's been turned off but they can't they're allowed to i i do think what would be interesting um and i i have to do a little bit of research into this um because i just thought about this is there's one player who is out there who would likely be available for loan or Ooh. fairly cheap that a lot of Newcastle fans would love to see um, return to the club. Currently, you know, getting his legs back underneath him. But Kennedy is <laughs> no, no, uh, no, Jetro Willems. Uh, he could be a decent shout. Um, I have no idea at the time. Till I was trying to look to see on transfer mark if he's back in training or if he's back, if he's back healthy again, um, I would imagine so because there were talks about, you know, his options for this window. So I think I don't he posted know. a picture of him training. Yeah. So too. I, I could see that happening. Uh, another loan for Jetro and hopefully he survives. I mean, I could see a loan to buy for Jetro. I think, I think I would anyone would be happy if your two fullbacks at Newcastle next season are Jamal Lewis and Jetro Willems. You kind of really can't go wrong there at all. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. So, uh, I mean, that'd be cool. Um, and if I'm Newcastle, that's honestly probably the safest option. You got a guy who already knows – you already know he can he can do it in the Premier League. He already knows Steve Bruce. He already knows half the team. Yeah, go ahead and do it. Um, if, if I'm Newcastle brass, I can understand not wanting to make a permanent uh, – purchase for Jetro at this moment in time but another loan to buy seems like a, a reasonable call, a reasonable shout definitely definitely uh it's now switching up to international break stuff so Newcastle mm-hmm. has a match on Wednesday in the in the Carabao Cup and then they have a match this upcoming weekend Saturday and then they go on a two-week break a much needed two-week break uh just I mean breaks are going to come they're going to be way more valuable this season than they have been in the past uh, just because of the short rest in between seasons. But Ryan Fraser will not be having a break. He was caught up. Uh, Scotland's actually playing three matches this window. Um, Yeah. All at home. So that's good. Uh, They're playing Israel, Slovakia, and the Czech Republic. And then uh, uh, Jeff Hendrick will be playing for Ireland there. And uh, so, uh, for Ryan Fraser, that's a Euro playoff and two Nations League group stage matches. And then Jeff Hendrick 
is playing three matches as well. Uh, Euro playoff away to Slovakia and then two Nations League group stage matches, one home against Wales and at Finland. And the third player to be called up is Miguel Almiron, who will be called up to Paraguay. He has two World Cup qualifiers, so very important matches for uh, Paraguay, and they are home to Peru and at Venezuela. Um, obviously, Martin Dubravka, Fabian Chair, and Kieran Clark are usually international call-up regulars, but because of injuries, they're um, they're 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 not going to be called up. Also, uh, Christian Asu usually gets called up for Ghana, but uh, he was not let, uh, uh, listed. Even playing Ghana. Yeah, is Africa doing international yeah. friendlies right now? Yeah, I know that North America ixnate on the international friendlies for this break. Yeah. Uh, so. And then also, uh, we'll still, we still haven't heard. Uh, may, maybe it's already out. Just at the time of recording, I haven't seen if, like, Emil Kraft for Sweden. Sweden hasn't announced, and Northern Ireland hasn't announced for Jamal Lewis. So uh, we'll update that if, if that's going to happen. Yeah. I'm assuming both will get call-ups, but, you know. Yeah, it's true. You never do know. You never do. Uh, next thing. So I want to talk about these kits against Spurs. How ugly are they? Dude, they're fire. No. Like, bro, you're just wrong. Like, literally everyone on the timeline was gassing up the kits. Like, no. it looks good. It was a good matchup. The white on the, uh, on the, the, the purple kits. And, like, honestly, for the most part, because Newcastle were just defending, you only saw the back. <laughs> yeah, it was it was Man City's kit from their away kit from last year, just with purple. Dude, I don't – I mean, I'm not I, – I don't know. Greg, you can rant about this if you want to, but I think the kits are perfectly fine. I have No, no I, I think those were hideous. I really do. I'm, I'm more of a traditionalist, so maybe that's that's why, but, like – with a club like Newcastle, like don't throw, like, I don't like neon colors and like all this stuff. going oh, on. Well, we'll wait till and, you see the third kit. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. But this one was bad. This Dude, it just looked bad I, to me. On I the understand players. what you're saying, but just be grateful. You don't have the Adidas, uh, Manchester United away kit. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm definitely, that's a uh, grateful. That, that's one of those, like those like kaleidoscopes. You just yeah, it's just like, bad. Like, it's like I kind of want to be Tennessee volunteer checkered, but with purple. And, like, in the pictures, I thought it was going to look good. But when they played it and, like, the neon numbers, I was like, this is trash. Like, it's just way too much, way overproduced. Wait, it's just bad. Old man yells at Cloud. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's my opinion. I, Dare, I don't think – I honestly uh, – it's really tough. I – I don't know who I, I I guess like right now I'd say Nike's probably the best kit supplier. They've re they've kind of glowed back up after they changed how they do uh, their kits. They used to have templates, which was awful. Uh, and I mean most most kit suppliers still employ templates, but um, we're getting into real uniform nerd stuff. So I'm incredibly sorry to all the new listeners, but Greg and I we we're <laughs> uniform guys. But I know Nike a couple years ago when they released the World Cup kits, they they said, hey, we've got a new way of doing kits where we basically have like 40 templates that you can mix and match to create new templates. And 
ever since then, every single Nike kit has been fire. Like international home kits, away yeah. kits, blah, blah, blah. So here's to yeah, hoping I, other people do that instead of just like, I don't know what's going on now. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the away and third kits are both trash. Um, Cause if the, if the away kit looks like that, the third kit's going to look brutal. Cause it, it has that weird design. I did. We did have those neon yellow kits before. Cause I, I, I know I used to have a Colacini one. Well, yeah, that's, that's what it's a nod to. It's yeah. It, it's and a nod to that kit. There, the, the pattern gifted. on the third kit is is like the orange one this past year where it's like which is it's, awful. it's well i mean but it's also just like not noticeable however well, this one's even less so noticeable because i'm pretty sure it's like circles or something like you really you barely can see it it's going to look like a straight neon yellow kit however i did make a a, a notice something that um okay. i think roberto rojas tweeted a video of all Miguel Amaron's goals for Newcastle United. And I found that probably 80% of those nine goals were in orange. Yeah. So maybe we should wear orange more. Who knows? Well, I mean, we can't because it's not. It's I not, mean, maybe next year we just throw some orange on, you know? <laughs> Who knows? All right. I'm looking at the away kit right now, and it's got like, it's got like a, a hexagon pattern on it. Yeah, it's it's ugly. So, because that that yellow colacini I got, I I didn't want it. It was gifted to me, and I was like, oh, thanks. You got me the ugliest possible kit that Newcastle United has worn. And then they do a nod to this, like it was actually a good kit. It's like, what? Why would you do a nod to that kit? It's atrocious. Because every everyone loved the kit. It's just you, dude. Wow. It's no, literally honestly, just you. Like well, there, it's the fine. press release said, one it's person literally is right. back by demand. <laughs> it's one person is right and everyone else is wrong. I just prefer everyone would be right and one person would be wrong. But in this case, that's not true. In an ideal world, Greg's Newcastle kit would be the classic home kit, and then a solid gray kit with nothing on it. Maybe yeah. like a, a collar, yeah. and then maybe like I don't know, like a, a like a royal blue kit or like a, a I don't know. I would say a white kit, but I feel like if you already have black and white stripes, like I don't feel like a third kit. You could do. I mean, you could do an all white third kit. No, I think sick. I think their home kit should be black and white stripes. Their away kit should be white and black stripes. Think about that one. <laughs> no, how about this? Just do three different variations of black and white stripes. Yeah, just like vertical horizontal and then like the three fat vertical ones the yes. five stripes yes honestly yeah. what newcastle should do is and what honestly every team should do but they won't because they'll make money just take the best kits and do what the nfl does just like have a set home and away kit like and keep it for a few years or like the nba is really good at this where it's like you get a good kit or good good nba jersey set for like a good four or five years and then if like people like one particular element of the kit or what like one jersey in particular then it's like all right we can build from this I'll, like if newcastle kept those the the maroon and blue hooped kits with the gold funny 88 sponsor logo oh my god they've worn those every year jesus yeah, yeah. man man all right let's move to the next topic which is rodrigo bilka if you don't know oh, yeah. who that is um We've been linked for this player for a little while. Um, it was Peruvian news outlets that were first reporting it. 
Uh, and they reported on Monday that Newcastle had signed Rodrigo Vilca. And he's a 21-year-old attacking midfielder. He plays for Deportivo Municipal in Lima. And their president quoted, said that he would travel to England on Thursday. So uh, it's it's reported that he's going to go out on loan for uh, – it was reported that he was going to go out on loan for the remainder of the season. But uh, it's looking like he will sign a U23 deal with us and then with the possibility of going out on loan uh, this coming January. So it was a, a parent fee around $300,000. And he has a Spanish passport, so uh, he'll be able to play right away. Uh, yeah, and we're, now, I guess I guess people are, are excited about this because the Chronicle did mention the prospect of him uh, also training with the first team as well as U23 is kind of like a tweener. Um, I mean, almost elevating elevating him to the same level as a, of, a, of a Dan Berlazar or something like that where he could get consideration in a cup match or something like that. Um our boy Roberto hooked us up with uh, a guy by the name of Brian Birdie, who is a a specialist as it as it as it comes to uh, Peruvian players and, and South American football as well. He's got he's he started his own um, <laughs> he started his own like site uh, and uh, podcast and stuff uh, as well. Peruvian waltz, all that kind of stuff. You can he's done some work in the past covering South American media. And so he's very hip on Rodrigo. And this is what he said to us. Uh, and when this is all made official and you guys have any other additional questions, we'll we'll have him record something for us as well. Uh, but he said, Vilka is a player that was interesting in the previous years, but never got the proper minutes to really impress. He showed his talent, but wasn't given enough of a go. The jury is still out on him, to be honest, as this is his really is this is his first really good year in Liga One, which is of course the the league that he's in right now. He plays for Municipal, the a biggest team in Peru, but not to, not particularly a strong one. He's been the main talisman for them. He has a couple goals already, and he's been recently called up by Ricardo Gareca for a training cycle, and clearly he trained well. If Solano is is true, truly is behind this move, uh, the problem is that he's not strong enough. Same thing that Miggy had. Uh, to play in the Premier League. That's something that can certainly be improved as he's still young, but that's most likely why he won't be given a chance in the first team. Any stories you've heard on that is true. He has physical trouble in the league. Um, he's an interesting player, and he's keen on seeing development. So in terms of player, he's going to be kind of small. He's 21. He's going to be pretty fast, going to be pretty light, um, but uh, very technically gifted, has an eye for goal, eye for the pass. Should be interesting. It's a low-risk high reward deal for Newcastle. Um, I think Mark Douglas might've been the one that says this is uh, Mike Ashley's second attempt at an Iose Perez deal. And yeah, sure. He's Why actually not? from the same coastal suburb that Nabi Solano is from. Yeah. They're from the same town, Kaleo. Nabi, Nabi's gassed this guy up a ton. Um, yeah. But again, like it's, it's your boy. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah, like if if someone's like, "Yo, this Greg guy, we're bringing him in for an interview." Like, what's your thoughts? I'm gonna be like, "Yo, he's the dopest dude. Like, you gotta hire him." I'm not gonna be like, "Oh man, this guy sucks." Like, so I don't know. I'm excited, uh, but I don't know this, this guy could sneak his way into Greg's top twenty list. Which, if you haven't checked that out, check it out on the you site. You just never know. Podcast.com. You just never know. I'm fairly certain he will because, like, he's got all he's got all the clout i don't know we actually will be hard to tell until he trains <laughs> like yeah. he could get over here and just 
stink, but yeah. I don't know. Um, um, who else? So, yeah, in addition to Vilka, uh, we're looking to, to be adding a central defender to the U23 roster, and that player is reported to be Bradley Cross. So he is apparently the, has agreed to terms, and he's been at Schalke and uh, 19-year-old South African, and it's a permanent transfer to the U23s. It's apparently done. There's not much to be known about him, but uh, he played two seasons of youth football for Schalke, and uh, he, like, apparently he was doing a trial, and he also went to Dutch side, uh, Go Ahead Eagles, as a trial. But apparently he has a UK passport, and came to Newcastle, they were like, oh, yeah, you're good enough, and apparently the deal's done. To be fair, Newcastle, and it is worth noting that, like, we did completely overhaul our our entire U23s. Was that two summers ago? Yeah, two seasons, yeah. And so uh, there's still – I mean, there's, there's a lot of prospects, but we've made a lot of kind of, like, throw a dart at the wall signings over the past 100%. couple – 100%. Uh, past couple seasons, guys who were at clubs known for uh, his developing players. Schalke was one of those. I think Tom Allen wasn't he? He was from Chelsea, so another another one. Luke Frenzelet was another one that was just kind of like, yeah, sure, why not? And um, I mean, for the most part, it's worked out. But again, we haven't really seen any of these guys take the next step. Um, I mean, I guess isn't Tom Allen that on loan? I can't remember. I don't. Tom Allen is. So there you go. He's probably the the first one of these recent. Packs, I think that has like made it beyond U23s. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, he gets but, 19 but and he's got. Good I don't know players. why you said Tom Allen's from Chelsea. He's been at Newcastle the whole time. Who's the lad from Chelsea? It's this. There's the. It's I, he's a midfield, not Tom Allen. It's a midfielder. Um, I don't remember. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just remember. I think he's like, Ro- he's like Rosario Longello, who came from West Ham. No, it is this dude who he? I'm pretty sure he was even American too, because we talked about it on the pod. American. Oh. And he uh, was like just released from like I think it was Chelsea. He was released yeah. from a, another Premier League team's academy, and then we just snapped him up. It's and uh, everyone was Kyle, like, Scott. Oh. Kyle, yeah, Scott. Kyle Scott. Everyone was like, "Oh man, we got this guy from Chelsea's academy," and I, and you were like, "I mean, it's just like a shot in the dark, like." If yeah. it if it works, like it works, and if it doesn't, we got him on a U twenty three contract for free. So like, whatever. So anyway, sorry about that to everyone who had to endure me try to do the mental gymnastics of <laughs> prospects. But the good news is that pretty much no one listening to this knew like more than you or me probably about the youth the youth prospects. So you'd be surprised. No, we're just going to go with the fact that we are the podcast that talks about this. So we're the smart ones. So everyone else doesn't know anything about youth prospects. If anything, we should be invited on, uh, on a, what's it, what's it called? Pod on the time. We should be on there talking about youth team. Yeah. I wonder what that optics would look like there when they like say, Hey, we're bringing these two Americans in to talk about the youth team (laughs) in Newcastle. I wonder that that'd be it would be the, the crazy thing, though, is like it would be bad optics, but I mean, they would only bring you on, but you know your stuff. So, I mean, like you, you can't say much. It's like you actually follow the youth team. 
So like no one can really get mad because it's like, yeah, we don't follow you team. So, I mean, we just got to trust this dude. Yeah. I could be completely lying to all of you too. And no, I could know nothing. That's, yeah. This whole scouting report he's written on each players could just be like him looking at their FIFA. Oh, they're not even in FIFA. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Football manager attributes, maybe. Not, not in FIFA at all. Uh, all right. So, um, do we? No, we have no other things to talk about as far as players. So we're going to take a break. And we're going to, after the break, we're going to preview our match against Newport County. Oh. Um, yeah, let's do it right now. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Don't settle for an old Gmail address. Show your true colours with your personalised at ToonArmy.com email address to use in-app or on the web. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Okay, we are in the fourth round of the Carabao Cup. Big, big time, big time. Uh, we're playing Newport County. Uh, the the last time, or the, the largest margin of victory in Newcastle United history was against Newport. We beat them 13 and nothing. In 13, nothing. Yep. That's the, that's the one bit of Newcastle trivia I know. <laughs> uh yeah so it's um if we win we're in the quarterfinal draw Think like I, I wouldn't we probably play tottenham i don't know i mean it, 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 I don't, it's a yeah, draw, I don't, so. yeah i don't know either oh yeah you're right it is a draw i mean we could play Spurs, okay. but we also could play liverpool or arsenal depending on who wins that match there's plenty of options but um yeah it will this will be our first ever visit to, to Rodney Parade, which is Newport Stadium. Uh, that cannot be the real name. You're lying. Rodney Parade. Uh, that that's that sounds like a parade for people named Rodney. Yeah. A- every single member on their first team is named Rodney Parade, except for one person named Ryan Taylor. Oh, interesting. Not no that way. Ryan Taylor though. Okay, I'd say no way. <laughs> <laughs> but his oh. name is Ryan Taylor. Okay. Um, our only it's their second senior match away to Newport. Um, and we've only had three matches against them. Yeah, and they did beat us one time. But say yeah, they beat us. So yep, odds are not completely in our favor. <laughs> yeah so it appears that st maximin and share uh will not play christian at two nowhere to be seen ryan fraser photos. probably will play actually will i think he will it could be um jacob yeah, murphy i'd say yeah, play. jacob I'd... murphy and dan barlasar and deandre yedlin with the the transfer window closing maybe you play them as sort of a last gauge to see if anybody's really interested in the deal i'm pretty sure i i thought barlazar's team wanted to bring him back but steve bruce was like eh. they do i mean everybody in their oh. in his as a rotherham they all want Barlazar yeah. back he was their player of the season <laughs> that's i've i well i i want to say i've never seen that but i'm pretty sure like ron Don was our player of the season he was when he was on loan so <laughs> i can't even say that um, <laughs> I mean, he was so. Bonsar uh, played great for Rather last year. I bet. I mean, I got promoted to, to the championship. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'll say this. Uh, I think Andy Carroll could also make an appearance. Um, 
I, I don't know particular reason why I could also just, I mean, I just, I see that I see Calm Wilson starting Saturday. So I, you know, it makes sense. Andy's in the rotation, keep all your strikers fresh, especially when you've got two of them who could just at any point go down with injury. Yeah. Um, uh, as it regards to play style, I think it's the same, it's the same game plan as Morkum, but it is going to be a little bit tougher. Um, because Newport have have had a, a solid, like you know, draw like not solid, solid journey to get to this point. They beat Swansea, they beat Watford, um, and this is the first time they've gotten to the fourth round of the EFL Cup. So they're hungry. Um, they've played two championship sides, one of which was recently relegated, and the other which has Newcastle's number one prospect. Uh, so number two. Well, I guess he's not. Oh, he's number two. Yeah, I guess he is number. Yeah, he's number two. Uh, their number two prospect. So um, not going to be an easy one, but I do think Newcastle still get it done. Uh, it won't be seven, nothing uh, because that was ridiculous circumstances uh, by all means, but I could see Newcastle winning this one, uh, you know, two or three, nothing. Pick one. I'll go, I'll go three, nothing. I'll give them, right. I'll give them another goal. Then I'm going to stay with what we did last time. Laja, you said we beat Morecambe three nothing. I said we beat Morecambe two nothing. We won seven, mm. but we did score five in the first half. So I will go with that again. Newcastle will win two nothing against Newport. It's an early one. I'm sure most of the people that by the time they listen to this episode, the match would already be over. But uh, yeah, uh, so we we can stop the the preview as far as that goes. But it's not like we have intense knowledge of Newport County. But yeah, I think Newcastle should, in every sense of the word, and, and same with Watford and Swansea, should easily beat Newport County. But that has seemed to be difficult so far. So uh, good luck to us. Yeah. Mark Gillespie starts, right? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right, let's move on then to hot take of the week on Elijah. I know you have a few that you're excited about. So let's, yeah, I mean, it's. It's been a weird week for Newcastle uh, for a lot of reasons, but one thing that always seems to deliver is people giving their <laughs> opinions that they think no one would agree with, but um, they do, in yes. fact, agree with them. Uh, the first one is from at Daz. Uh, oh, sorry, that's his name, at Daz, but his his handle is at Daz7952. Uh, he says, people shouting their mouths off at Cal Molson interview, how he was happy. Of course he's fucking happy. He's just scored and got his club a point. If that was me, I'd be willing windmilling my, my me cock at the sky camera. Hashtag NUFC. I'm going to go on a limb and say I I don't see I I don't think I saw anyone being mad at Callum Wilson for being happy he scored. I, no, I I like. I mean, and maybe maybe because we're American, but we both run Newcastle podcast account. Well, Newcastle accounts that are like mostly Newcastle font. Like, I didn't see this at all, so I don't know who this was directed to. Um, but five hundred seventy like, people like this. So, how many followers does yeah. Daz have? I don't know. I don't really care. I, I well, I've screenshotted these because I like last time. I it just took me too long to pull up some of the tweets. So I've just screenshotted them. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to be more efficient. It's my go. attempt at planning for the pod. Um, all right, next one up. Uh, Dan Holmes uh, with England flag. England flag. Dan at Dan Tune for life. Uh, this one we might have talked. We we kind of alluded to it last week, 
but I do want to make I want to make it known that this was something that people uh, tweeted, and this was not the first tweet of this kind I saw. Uh, it says see Jolinton turned comments off on his Instagram. Sad to see that. Okay, not okay, not hit the ground running. But to troll a player who wears the top is a joke. I for one am happy for him last night. I mean, like I, I would imagine the majority of of Newcastle supporters were happy that Joel Linton scored a brace against Morkham. I, I don't know. I don't think people were that upset. I do think that he got abuse, but I also think that like that was a very small fraction of the Newcastle community, and the vast majority of everyone was happy for him. So again. <laughs> Not a not a super hot take. I don't know if I would have tweeted that. Like, oh hey, like let's not get mad at Jolenton. Like, uh, like I don't know. Not many people are mad <laughs> at him. All right. Um, and then this is from the Tottenham match. Paul at the Tune Review. I'm going to say it. Jolenton has done okay today. Hashtag <laughs> NFC. <laughs> He's done okay. Whoa, not great. Not not great. Okay. Um and uh, on that one. Yeah, and this will be the uh the last one. Uh almost a twofer. Uh well it, it is a twofer. Um I don't think anyone's gonna top that third one. Uh this one's from Calm Irving at NUFC Irving 1010. Seen a lot of shit about LaSalle's. I think people have short memories, to be honest. He's been poor lately, and I do think he's regressed, but I think coaching plays a big part. He should be he shouldn't be captain and he shite are ridiculous claims made out to be bad as bum song. Again, don't really think a lot of people were upset with LaSalle's that match, considering he played about three fourths of that match injured. And I've never seen anyone say he shouldn't be the captain. And I'm pretty sure everyone knows that any player's regression at Newcastle over the past two seasons is purely because of coaching. Um, so not that hot of a take and man about the tune times in with his take. Those comments are a bit far agreed, but I do think he can be our weak link at times. Wow. That's a spicy one. Decision-making can be questionable and seems a shadow of the player. He was two to three seasons ago. Wow. So, um, keep it, keep it easy. You guys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you guys see anything uh, a bit ridiculous, uh, uh, a take that people are, are are floating out there that's not really hot, just DM it to me. Yeah, have a laugh about send, it. Send us all of the non-hot UFC related takes. We love to see them, uh, and there's plenty out there to choose from. Oh God! Yes. Continue yes. to do that. Uh, all right, we're gonna take another break, and we're gonna just uh, then close out the wonderful episode with some odds and ends and the sayonara. So we're gonna do that right now. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. All right, we are back with some odds and ends. Odds and ends. Mm. We love odds and ends. First one is NUFC women. They kicked off their season. Uh, it wasn't great. Was not like fantastic, right? Not not great at all. <laughs> they uh, so they're in the third or fourth tier, 
I can't remember of the uh, women's tiered system, but they lost to Chester Lestreet ladies three to two. Um, Which when the, I saw that they were playing them, I was like, there's just no way this team is a real team. They are. And it turns out they are and that they're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had goals scored by Anna Soulsby. Shout out to Anna. And then Bethany guys got the score, got the goal to, uh, they made Bethany made it three to two. Uh, and it just wasn't enough. They, they were down early three to one and couldn't fight back. So that was their first match of the season. We'll continue to update more and more as the season goes on from them. Uh, Elijah, do you have anything on that match? I mean, that's uh, if there is a, if there's some sort of, new owner in the next four seasons, I think that that's an area where you can easily pump some money into and, and really propel that team to the top. It's, it's not that difficult. I'm pretty yeah. sure like a, almost half of the premier league teams that are in the top division of that pretty much all were in the same position as, as Newcastle's women's team uh, just a, a, a couple of seasons ago. And by making literally a few signings and be able to pay players because remember, last season, the whole reason we actually even started talking about the women's team is that um, they weren't really getting financial support uh, like they should from the senior team. And they had to, like, fundraise for essentially, like, costs and things. Uh, you could, like, sponsor players. And that, like, that shouldn't, that shouldn't be the case. I mean, let's, let's pay them a wage. Uh, the club generates enough revenue to cover the, the overhead for women's team that does not make a lot of money. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully that's something that is, 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 you know, looked at in the future. Yeah. Uh, the U21s faced off on Tuesday in the EFL trophy against crew Alexandra. Uh, the, they did a lot better than their last one against Shrewsbury where they lost three nil, but they lost one, nothing in this one against the league one side. Um, standout performance could go to Elias Sorensen, but it's kind of in a bad way. Uh, our Danish Prince, he had three golden opportunities to score, and he missed all of them. So well. <laughs> that's not great. Uh, he – oh, happy birthday, Yannick Torre. Shout out. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure everyone was waiting for you to say that, actually. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he actually replaced – Elijah Sorensen replaced the birthday boy. And uh, he had three opportunities to score, should have scored all three. And he didn't. So Newcastle lose one nothing. They have now lost six straight in the EFL trophy. Mm. Uh, the second string, obviously, against first stringers. And the last couple updates is with our U18s and our U23s. The U18s uh, played over the weekend. They got beat by Darby County th- uh, four to three. The goal scorers for the U18s came from Josh Gilchrist and then two from Josh Harrison. Harrison. So the Joshes uh, getting their goals in. Jason <laughs> And then the U23s played over the weekend. They played Burnley and they got their first win of the PL2 season. So they have four points from the first two matches. They, they drew Middlesbrough the first match and they beat Burnley three to one uh, an insane free kick on in this one. So if you haven't uh, 
seen it. I know, I can't remember who posted it, but I know it's out there. If you just look up a Stan Flaherty free kick, you'll see it. It was a really nice free kick by Stan. He got, uh, what? <laughs> There's no way. that Stan Flaherty? Yeah, look it up. That's a name? Yeah. Yeah, he the, had two The names goals. In, the, in our youth academy are just absurd. He had two goals, all Stan, not in my top prospect list, list. So two goals in the PL2, that's something to take notice of, Stan. Keep it up, bud. <laughs> the other goal is from the top 20 prospects, and he's pretty high up there. Uh, and he's a center back. So mm. keeping the new tra- Newcastle tradition, Ludwig Francelette got his nice. first goal with Newcastle United. Uh, a convincing 3-1 to one win over Burnley. Uh, away the lads. On that. And he played, uh, didn't he play in the uh, the U21 game too today? He did. And he actually, like, one of the goals that Elias Sorensen should have scored was from France Light. It was a brilliant ball played by him to uh, Sorensen that he should have easily scored. And he just missed, missed the net entirely. So I was like, he, oh he's, my gosh. He's that was... moving up, man. I don't know if he's moving up on your list yet, but I, I feel like I've heard more about France Light pretty much like. Yeah. Probably like since January until like now. It will it will take a lot to change the rankings. So like uh, it, it would it would take a lot. So you'd have to. It's really, going to take really be... Rodrigo Vilca starting his first match against Newcastle, and then you're going to have to change everything. You're going to be like, where do I put this guy? He's started and had and bagged a hat trick. <laughs> yeah like those things i would definitely have to it's literally going to be like goal the move yeah it's go- it's go- like this guy's going to come in and he's going to like literally take everyone's spot like it's going to be <laughs> that would um, be amazing though <laughs> we would we would all love it like oh yeah it'd be huge for us um yeah. but i'm i'm just waiting for lucas gambling to make the uh the list because that's just a wonderful name so whenever lucas gambling rambling bambling gambling whenever rambling, he makes the, <laughs> whenever he makes the list let me know yeah we i certainly will <laughs> all right well elijah you have anything else on this episode i know um you know hopefully tomorrow we'll be uh re, re- recapping a win um mm-hmm. against newport mm-hmm. county that we probably didn't watch but I think this one's going to be available uh, to to be viewed. I think in the UK on Sky, maybe. Don't don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere. And I think we're now to the point in ESPN Plus in the states where we might is, be seeing some of that. It's live on Sky Sports Match. Okay. Yeah. So, so we probably it, will at a minimum that. they'll be streaming. Yeah, and so uh, ESPN Plus might have it as well because they tend to cover the last few rounds of the EFL Cup. I know that's something that they, they do one of each earlier round and then they kind of do all the matches for the last few rounds. So anyway, uh, excited for that and to preview whoever we play on Saturday. I'm not even sure anymore. Um, don't tell me. I'll figure it out myself. But I do wish everyone a wonderful day or night. Yeah, that's, that was very sweet of you, Elijah. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll get a we'll get a recap of this match against Newport. Uh, you'll get that on Thursday, and uh, but that's it for this one. So that concludes episode 149. CHN Radio. I'm your host Greg Troxell. That's the best damn colors in the land, Elijah Newsom. And let's let's go to the quarterfinals. Let's do it. And away the lights. Love you guys. 